I'm just here for the sex. <laughs> wow. When you came to me with that on Amazon. Wait, before you say that, I wonder how many people have are thinking the wrong thing here. Well, we're not talking me, uh, about intimacy today. No, we're not. Let me clear it up. I can see Roland right now. <laughs> you? <laughs> well, I studied the wrong stuff. <laughs> you don't really have to study, do you? Yeah, right? <laughs> when you came to me with the Amazon link for that to be on the shirt of a... Of a shirt that you were going to wear to our daughter's gender reveal. At first, I was like, absolutely not. No way. But then I kind of warmed up to the idea. Yeah, because we were there to find out the sex. Exactly. So I was just there to find out the sex. Yes. (laughs) And so today, as we talk about this, we want to celebrate God's second uh, purpose that we talk about in our To Becoming One material, which is to reproduce a godly heritage, which I guess... There is intimacy involved yes. in that. <laughs> but true. but we just want to talk about the blessings. We want to talk about the encouragement um, and what God's word has to say in regards to bringing children into this world. Mm-hmm. Stay with us as we have this discussion. What started as a question, God, you created marriage. Can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage. You can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's Word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to this week's episode of the CFL Podcast. Roland here with my wife, Tammy, and our great friends, Gio, Hello. and Suzanne. Hi. It is great to be with you, and as was mentioned in the intro, we are having a conversation where we celebrate God's Mm. second purpose for bringing a man and a woman together, which is to reproduce a godly heritage. And we talk about that from both a figurative standpoint. God has brought couples together in marriage that they would have children, and God brings couples together that we would also invest in others that we might have spiritual children. Like so many of the conversations that we have, we think it's important to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and really embrace practically the things that we believe biblically. And here, here's in this particular conversation, here's where we can quickly drift from what we believe biblically to maybe being a little more neutral as it relates to this idea of having children. Uh, Hopefully our listeners have not been guilty of this, but maybe you've, you've heard a young couple that gets married and they have several reasons for why maybe they don't want to have children or they're not ready to have children. Or maybe you have a couple that has had children and maybe after their second and they announce their third pregnancy, maybe they're a little hesitant Mm. to announce their third pregnancy. Yeah, they might get the question like we got. What is that? Don't you know how this works? (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how this happens? And and we'd like to reply, and they're a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Um, Or uh, don't you have a TV? (laughs) <laughs> right. We did get that question too. <laughs> wow. Or by the time you had Lucas, hey, Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who could have said that. 
Uh, Gerardo. Yes. <laughs> Guilty person present. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's it's funny because we we just really did have a gender reveal with Ashley and Charles, and mm-hmm. and it's it was so much fun, right? We were well, all there. Who's Ashley and Charles? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, who are they? Oh, that's our daughter and son-in-law. Oh, so yeah. you're gonna be abuelos? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna Can't go. Wait. With, I'm gonna go with Poppy. I still don't know yet. I Susie, think maybe I Mama think... Sue. But if one more person in our family calls me Granny Sue, I will smack <laughs> oh, them tomorrow. Oh, I like tomorrow. that. That's, nope. Susie, that's amazing. No, nope. Geo started it, and I tried to squelch it, and now everybody's jumped on board, and I don't like it. Wow. <laughs> that sounds good, though, right? Well, at the end of the day, when little Gia comes out, and she says <laughs> Granny Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Gia. Gia. Mm. But it was a great celebration, you know, and everybody getting together. And it's it's a lot different than when we were having. I don't think we ever had a gender mm-hmm. reveal. We did not. Um, but now they're hitting golf balls, or they're popping yeah. balloons, or there's yeah. all kinds of stuff, and the color comes out. But but that's a day that everybody's celebrating. Um, but it's interesting to me that it's not always celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, sometimes even within the church, you get some of those questions that you guys posed, mm-hmm. which you guys got. I mean, you're speaking oh, yeah. out of experience. Yeah. Um, and you guys have had ch- six children in that process. And so today, I think really in this conversation, we want to, um, as we've already said a couple of times, celebrate. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key word is to celebrate God's second purpose because he has called us mm-hmm. to be fruitful and to multiply. And so... Um, and perspective. I think sometimes we say things in, in, our, in our just attempt to maybe connect we communicate the wrong thing. I know that, you know, I've, I've caught myself many times. Oh man, you know, open mouth, mm-hmm. insert foot. That did not come across the way that I <laughs> meant it, but I can totally see where it was taken that way. And so mm-hmm. as you listen today, allow our perspective even to change so that we make sure to encourage practically this belief scripturally that children are a gift from the Lord, that they're a quiver full. And, and hey, we need to be careful. Uh, Tammy and I uh, were with some couples recently and a couple that hasn't uh, doesn't have children, mm-hmm. just recently celebrated one year of marriage, were around some other couples who did have children. One other couple, yeah. And and what was yeah. the comment that uh, yeah, he said, one of them he made? He said, you know, I hear, <laughs> I hear people with kids talk, and they sound like they just got back from Nam. <laughs> but that's, Which may going. not be far-fetched uh, at times, true. right? Some uh, days. But certainly not to diminish. Mm-hmm. Um you know the the the, the mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna the the military. Um, no, right, that's true. The mili- what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> the, the military service, yeah, yeah, yeah military sure. service. Uh, but parent parenting parenting can be difficult. Yeah. yeah, and I think when we as we talk today, we we want to make sure that at least one thing is we're not here to tell anybody how many kids they should have. No. That's not our role. That's the Holy Spirit's role in your mm-hmm. life. And so you know we we're just here to encourage you to to think about what that second faith principle or that first faith principle of reproducing a godly heritage means, and um, and also to encourage you to to look at it from the lens of truth, God's original intent, um, even to the point of where we have good friends. We've got a lot of people that we have dealt with that have not been able to have biological children. So what does mm-hmm. that look like mm-hmm. for them and the role that they are to play um, in that second purpose? 
And so uh, I just want to make sure that we we share yeah. that up front that we're not this is this is not a podcast to tell you right you've got to have this many kids and that's the perfect number because it's different mm-hmm. for everybody right but really it's about looking at the command that God gave Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply so as you consider the many goals that you have for your marriage regardless of what season your marriage is in one of the conversations that need needs to be had is how can we be fruitful how can we multiply mm-hmm. because at some point whether we can have children or we can't at some point especially as we've recently talked about those silver to gold years in marriage you reach a point where you're not physically able to have children Mm -hmm. anymore and so you definitely transition into the spiritual children that you're investing in but how can we celebrate this idea of your marriage being fruitful and multiplying itself and how important that is through the children you bear and through the children that you invest in spiritually. Can I read from Psalms 127? Please do. I just love this scripture. It says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Um, I just, I just think that it's it's one of those opportunities as believers to to really, you know, like we keep talking about it, you know, raising a godly heritage, um, raising children to to um, to serve Him and to. So we're not just having them. <laughs> we're discipling them as well, mm-hmm. and mm. and that is that is. That is one of the main points in what we're talking about. We're we're raising kids. We're not, you know, all of us here have been in youth ministry, and how many times you guys know did people say, "Hey, can you can you kind of straighten my kid out?" You know, can you, um, you know, maybe you know they're not really talking to me much. So can you maybe get them to talk or or you know help in this area or whatever? But it's not the church's job to disciple your kids. It's it's. It's our job as parents, our job as parents to disciple them. But, you know, as we we talk about, you know, we know that there are many out there. And I think that that number is growing of people who cannot physically have children and Mm -hmm. are looking at other options. And, you know, just recently I was looking up just how many you know, podcasts there might be on infertility and there are several. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there it's, it's a, it's a big, you know, there's a big group out there and many of us even sitting here and I'm sure many of you listening know many people who have, have gone through infertility, whether it's been like an ongoing, never have been able to have children or went through, you know, a long time before they were able to, and, you know, kind of the heartache in that area. But we are, that's not really what our topic is on, but we, we always want to be sensitive to the listeners Mm -hmm. and we will be addressing that right how do do you make your marriage last when when there's infertility you're thinking well we're the couple that wants to have children yeah we celebrate Mm -hmm. god's second purpose but but we're just we're not able to right now and we're praying that god Mm -hmm. would would open the womb to have children but but in the meantime you can be encouraged uh as you were talking to me i was thinking about how many young couples well, just couples in general, some that were young and they just weren't ready to have children, but they were very intentional about being fruitful and multiplying. Mm-hmm. And they were investing in our own children. 
mm-hmm. uh, and, and wanting to be a part of their lives. And then others who, uh, who didn't have children. Um, and yet again, they were intentional. Well, if we don't have children, then we're going to invest, we're going to invest in others and we're going to have spiritual children. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think one thing to think about is what are people thinking about when growing their family, whether to grow it or not to grow it or mm-hmm. how big do we grow it? I think maybe if we could just briefly like address some of those fears or concerns that enter the minds of husband and wife and um, and maybe just give you scripture, equip you with scripture to mm-hmm. combat certain certain ways of thinking. So like maybe the first thing that comes to my mind is um, we don't think we can afford Mm-hmm. We don't think we can mm-hmm. afford kids. So what do you what do you say to that couple that says we are financially not ready right. to be able to start our family right now? And that's that's a broad subject. So, mm-hmm. but how how would you address that? Man, the first thing I think of is I don't think you're ever <laughs> you would ever be ready. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I, certainly were not <laughs> certainly financially we're not. ready. <laughs> I've um I've not done this, but I'd like to. Tr- maybe go back and do the math of what it possibly cost us to raise our three kids mm-hmm. when it came to everything, school, mm-hmm. doctor visit, I mean, everything. everything. Even their birth cost us money. <laughs> um, but I don't want to do it because it may be a fairly big number. Um, but but I think in that aspect, and I think we may hear this a lot throughout this podcast, is God's sovereignty, trusting mm-hmm. in the Lord and resting in Him. Um, because if he is putting that desire in our hearts, um, there's going to be a lot of things that get in the way. And that is a big one, Susan. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one where people are like, well, we're, we're going to wait five, six, seven years so that we can be ready. Mm-hmm. But then five or six years come and you still find yourself maybe financially in the same spot. And okay, I don't think we could. So mm-hmm. that enters into a, a area of paralyzing you from moving forward in what you feel God is calling you to do. And so we we often say, and this is not a financial podcast today, but we often say that God's economy is different than our economy mm-hmm. and that God is able to do um, above and beyond what we can even imagine. And he will supply your needs according to his riches and glory. And so he's telling us be fruitful and multiply. And mm-hmm. so if he's calling us into that as a husband and wife, then we can go with confidence that he is going to give us what we need in order to uh, take care of this child. And it may not be everything we want and how we want the baby's room to look and all the stuff, but it will be enough to take care of our child and, and to grow them up in the way that the Lord wants from us. Mm-hmm. The term selfless <clears throat> comes to mind because that is one of the ways that having a child or let's maintain that, that spiritual children perspective. Um, uh, we'll, we'll just discipleship when, when, when you have a child or you're personally going to invest in somebody, that's a selfless act because you put aside time that you want to spend doing other things or money that you want to spend doing other things. And you put yourself aside and you say, I'm going to invest in, in this individual. Uh, mm-hmm. And so as it relates to being being financially ready, uh, it, it may mean sacrificing 
some things, but man, what an incredibly worthwhile sacrifice mm -hmm. uh, to be able to make this investment uh, in, in the life of somebody else. And I wouldn't trade, uh, you know, again, you know, this is something that I, I feel like we've mentioned it before, but it bears repeating. Um, Gio's dad, Yerena, <laughs> right? He said, you know, when I know when Marissa was born, our first child uh, said it to you when Ashley was born. Uh, he said, well, you're a millionaire now. <laughs> kind of looked at him. It's like, okay, is there like a gift here? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> You wanted my inheritance. Fingers right? crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says, so if I offered you a million dollars, would you give me Marissa? I'm like, no way. So he's like, you're a millionaire. <laughs> I think uh, just along those lines, something that my daughter and I, Ashley, who is pregnant, um, a discussion that we had, you know, there's things that you give up when you're pregnant. Right. Like she loves sushi. She loves to eat sushi, but raw fish is... Out of the question <laughs> when you're pregnant. And, you know, she was kind of like, you know, brow furrowed. And I I really want sushi. And I was like, Ash, welcome to the world of parenting. Like, you're about you're about ready to give up all the things um, because it's for the betterment and, you know, and for the better and good of, of someone else. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, mm -hmm. selflessness and sacrifice is a huge part of it. That's right. I've always felt that children kind of you know, wear down your selfishness in some ways too, mm -hmm. because you really do. We think these are the things I want to do. This is how I want to spend my time, my money and all the things. And, you know, it's, it's not like that. It's, it changes, but it changes for the better because mm -hmm. we need to be less selfish, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever it works. Some of us, we need a lot more kids to get that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some people with one, they end up being less, less selfish, much less mm -hmm. selfish, but some of us take more kids anyway. Well, I think they're great educators, our mm -hmm. kids, because I, I know as far as in my own spiritual walk, you know, the things you don't think about before you have kids. And then when you have kids and you get on them for something mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Right. Wait, that's how that's how you treat you. you and I are dealing with each other right <laughs> All now. All the time. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they help conform you into the image of God to be reminded mm -hmm. of those things. And so mm -hmm. um, plus you pray a lot more. That's for sure. You know, there's a lot of things in in line with that. Um, so financial is one. I think um, another one that often pops up when we do premarital counseling and we're talking about this to topic is um, the fear of bringing a child into the the world mm -hmm. as it is today. And we know it's crazy. And and um, in all reality, when you read scripture, it's been crazy. You know, yeah. it's just cycles and goes to different craziness. Mm -hmm. Um but but how would you guys respond to to that one? I definitely think that the the example that I'll give now really applies to all of them is when Satan tempted Eve, he caused Eve to question God. Mm -hmm. Did did God really say? And not only did they question God, but then they felt like, "Oh, we're missing out." And I think that both those things are at play as it relates to this shift away from celebrating children as a gift, celebrating the investment in other people through discipleship, uh, because we question God. And mm -hmm. so as it relates to bringing children into the world that we have, that's taking matters into our, our own hands and basically saying, okay, God commanded this idea of being fruitful and multiply, but maybe God didn't anticipate, and he did, 
<laughs> uh, just he how did. bad things would get. Because in fact, the Bible says broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go that direction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Few there be that find it. So, mm-hmm. so God knew that the, the, the life of a Christian is... And again, I'll say something I've said before, but in the words of Toby Mac, we're just a Mm. dead man walking a skinny trail. And we can't take matters into our own hands as if somehow God's been taken by surprise. But if his command is he brings a man and a woman together to be fruitful and to multiply, then we need to take that command seriously. And then this idea of missing out, somehow I'm going to miss out if I make this commitment to have a child or I make this commitment to disciple somebody. Mm-hmm. I think a phrase that comes to my mind when that gets brought up uh, is from the story in the Bible, the book of Esther. And it's mm-hmm. for such a time as this, mm. you know, and I think a huge fan of all things, I've said this before as well, mu- music lyrics, poems, and scripture, because there are no wasted words. And, and I think mm-hmm. what was preserved in scripture, mm-hmm. um, God preserved it in such a way so that it could apply to all generations. And it, and it doesn't change. And so, you know, when we were having children back in the 90s and the mm-hmm. early 2000s, they were born for such a time as this, yeah, like right good. now. That's like good. right now, like when for, for Esther to have an impact in the kingdom, not just mm-hmm. the kingdom of God, but literally the kingdom, mm-hmm. she had to be born. And so, um, God, like you said, Roland, God knows. Mm-hmm. God, he and. <laughs> He does, does he even anticipate because he already knew it to begin with? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like I feel like that excuse. Oh, no, you want to get off? We're going to have theological conversations. I really, I really feel like that excuse, the rug just gets pulled out from under you when you when you just start really mm-hmm. yeah. analyzing well, it. Well, and before the podcast, and we were talking about the verse in Romans 12, which talks about renewing the mind. And I think this is what that is right here, mm-hmm. is renewing the mind because our culture is telling us one way. I mean, think of the the number of abor- I don't have the stats in our country or in the world of the number of abortions mm-hmm. um, that are out there. Think about the countries that have limited their people to only having one child or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan's at work mm-hmm. in keeping kids from being born. Right. Because if we're doing our job the way the scripture teaches us to do our job, we look at it differently. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at it as a fear of bringing our kids into the world. We're looking at it as, man, God has given me a huge responsibility to disciple a warrior for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we've got boys and girls that are going to be able to go 10, 15, 20 years down the road and make an impact for the kingdom of God. Yeah, and right. God has given me and my spouse that responsibility. Yeah. Let's Privilege. go. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, let, and let's be really clear. This is for the believer. Yeah, because the natural man is not going to understand the things of the spirit. Right. And so some of these, what's sad is that some of the excuses or reasons that people give are spiritually people that would consider themselves spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. And so believer, be encouraged. Believer, yes. embrace that God has brought you uh, mm-hmm. and your spouse together to reproduce a godly inheritance and don't allow yourself to be influenced by the world that looks down on, not only do they look down on children and cause you to question God or cause you to think that you're missing out, but the domino effect that that has because you bring up abortion. Well, Mm -hmm. it's this inability to grasp the Imago Dei 
that we are the crown jewel of God's creation, created in his image. Mm. And and from cradle to the grave, life is important and life should be valued. And there's this attempt to try to minimize that. And so don't have children or uh, we need to we need to control the population because we're over, overpopulated. And it's mm. just this crazy drift mm-hmm. from yeah. God's image. Have you guys? And we as image bearers. Sorry, go ahead. Have you guys seen the video of the father leading his son? And Mandy showed it to me yesterday. Leading the the son, the son that was maybe around four years old, saying, "Would you like to re- receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior?" I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what he phrased it, but the little boy says, "Yeah, but how do I do it? <laughs> how do I say it?" And it's just this adorable video. I wish I had thought about it to maybe play a clip mm-hmm. from it. But it was just, in the end, the little boy, his father was telling him, you know, he just tells him through scripture, and you know that Jesus died on the cross mm. for your sin. And and do you know what it means, sin? And he says bad things. And he's like, yeah, when you don't listen to mommy. And he just goes, oh, like he's like feeling it. You know, that's my sin. And in the end, he's just like, yes, I want to receive Christ. And I just think of, you know, how how what what a, another scripture that the the Bible, you know, the, another scripture we hear of is to be like children. And what an opportunity to see, you know, like. I don't even want to start crying, but if you've ever led your child to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that that alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're if you're listening and you have kids, um, have that conversation. Don't let it be an awkward thing. Don't expect it to be, you know, just bring it up. Kids are so. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I love, I love the young. I once they get to teenagers, I'm a little iffy. I'm like, Roland, you talk to them, you know. <laughs> I think he just has more of a, but kids, you know, when they're, when they're young, they're just so, they respond so sweet to the Lord, especially Mm -hmm. if they're, but I even think kids that aren't in believing homes, like children in general, I think there's a blessing and like, I mean, what does the Bible say? You're, he's, you're, it's a blessing to have a quiver full and, and it's a blessing because what we see in kids is how we're to be. We're to be like children. <laughs> that's how we come to him is like children. And that's, what is it? The greatest yeah. in the kingdom. You yeah. Know? And and how many couples do we talk to either, either far from God, maybe marginal in their walk with the Lord uh, or, or have no walk. All of a sudden they have children and, and there's something about the child that that's even right. for the parent turns their heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, many times where, and especially if there's a couple where one is marginal and one has none, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden there's children and the other one's going, oh, I didn't realize how important we Mm -hmm. wanted God to be in our marriage, Mm -hmm. but now I'm not sure because my spouse doesn't embrace that because Mm -hmm. now children are in the mix. And so children are a gift in so many ways because in Mm -hmm. many cases it it awakens Mm -hmm. what intrinsically is already there that God's placed in us, which is driving us to Mm -hmm. the relationship that he desires to have with us through his son, Jesus. So good. Yeah. So I I think there's more to talk about. I can't believe we're already at the end of our time. Mm. Um, and so maybe we need to do this again another time. But um, 
what I'm gathering as I'm sitting here, I mean, we're past the childbearing, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know, Gio. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we look for it in, in discipling, continuing discipling our adult children mm-hmm. and their spouses and being an and influence there. And, like the, and the little grandbabies. Mm-hmm. But then at our church. You know, Mazevo, mm-hmm. we've got some young couples there that we are we're doing life with and, and investing in them. But but I, I think that that the goal was not again, not to tell you what a quiver full looks like, Mm-mm. but that the, it is in the scripture, mm-hmm. not to tell you how many kids to have, but that God tells us to multiply. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope what you walked away from today is a zeal to to answer the call of what God has called us as a husband and wife to do, which is first off to reflect the image of God. So it's incumbent upon us. We're not discipling anybody if our own lives are not where they need to be. Mm. But then secondly, to reproduce that godly heritage. And um, and then what's the verse? Um, I think you guys have it on the arrow of the children. Yeah. Psalm 127, 4. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that... God has called us for a period of time to get that arrow ready, mm-hmm. and then he's going to fire it. Mm-hmm. And it tells and us right there we have to be a warrior. So, yeah, right. parenting is hard. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> we should be drawn to it. I can't help yeah. but think of uh, this image. And I remember with Kai and Lucas both between the ages of six to, to 10 years old. Lucas is not that far removed. He just turned 12. But we would make the drive to the mountains and Blowing Rock. And there was this one store that Kai and Lucas at that age loved to go into. And it was one where you would go to this, this display case and there were all these neat looking pocket knives. Mm. I mean, they were all about the knife and, you know, Poppy, can you buy me a knife? And, you know, finally when they got a little bit older, okay, but, you know, I'm going to give you the pocket knife, but he's got to stay in your drawer. I had this vision of, oh man, if they throw it in their pocket and take it to school. Anyway. <laughs> but, but they were drawn to that as boys. And so mm. I think about that scripture and how we should be drawn to this picture that the lord paints that as as parents we have this quiver full like like arrows Mm. to be used to grow god's kingdom and to overtake the gates of hell that god's already promised will not prevail against his church amen so pray over your children teach them as deuteronomy 6 tells us love Mm. them train them equip them don't be afraid to have them and celebrate those birth announcements. Celebrate it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for joining us. Hope this was an encouragement to you. Continue to follow us on our social media uh, sites, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and also check us out on our website, ChristianFamilyLife.com. Send this podcast to somebody you think may need it, um, want to hear it. And um, we thank you guys for listening in. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.